Hey fam, if we're honest, reading the Bible consistently can be a challenge, but it's never too late to start, and we're in this together. Thanks for journeying with us, and here's your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. We're about to start the book of Colossians, so in this bonus episode, we're going to look at some important contextual information and major themes. Let's start by talking about the setting. The people who lived in this area when Paul wrote the letter to the Colossians were primarily Greek colonists, and then there were natives, although there were many Jews living there as well. This guy named Antiochus the Great, who was known for leading the Greeks in a war against the Roman Republic, and fun fact, this guy actually became king when he was 18. Anyway, Antiochus the Great had relocated hundreds of Jewish families from Mesopotamia to this region, probably as a result of the war. So as a result, there seems to have been more liberal Jews here than in the neighboring province of Galatia to the east. One commentator said, In the bordering province of Galatia, the infant faith was very clearly primarily threatened by legalism, meaning that Jewish believers there thought they had to keep the law to be right with God and that Gentile believers should do the same, even though Christ had already come. A heresy here that affected the Colossians or was prominent in their area was also present in Ephesus. And the danger in this heresy was this idea of a Jewish Hellenistic religious syncretism. Those are some big words, so I'm going to give you the spark notes. The heresy the Colossians were likely facing was similar to, but not exactly the same as the Galatians. The Galatians faced legalistic ideas. Do good, get good. Or do good, get right with God. Meanwhile, The Colossians were likely being bombarded by Hellenistic beliefs. Now, this can get confusing because Hellenism and legalism can seem pretty similar, but Hellenism has some more specifics to it. It was simply a belief system that arose as Greek secular culture merged more and more with Jewish beliefs. So if you've ever heard of Hellenistic Jews, think Greek Jews who naturally have Greek cultural influences. And with Greek culture often came heretical ideas like Gnosticism, asceticism, and polytheism. If you don't know what those things are, it's okay. Just know they weren't good. And Paul's goal of the letter seemed to be to combat the false teachings of the day. And in regard to Colossians specifically, or the book of Colossians, the Got Questions website says this, As with all the early churches, the issue of Jewish legalism here was very concerning to Paul. The concept of salvation by grace apart from works was so radical that those immersed in Old Testament law found it very, very difficult to grasp. Consequently, there was a continual movement among the legalists to add certain requirements from the law to this new faith. My Bible study teacher in college taught this idea to me like this. If the law said do not murder, the Pharisees or legalists of the day would add new, more extreme laws to the list of instruction God had provided. So if the law was don't murder, they'd say, hey, don't carry a knife on Tuesday, or you must always drive as if you're in a school zone. The Pharisees and legalists took the guardrails God had provided and instead put themselves in a cage. Primary among their beliefs, Got Questions continues, was the requirement of circumcision, which was still practiced among some of the Jewish converts. And Paul countered this error in Colossians 2, 11 through 15, in which he states that circumcision of the flesh was no longer necessary simply because Christ had come. Christ offered a circumcision of the heart, not the flesh, making the ceremonial rites of the Old Testament law no longer necessary. 
And one major theme, if not the major theme in this letter, is that of Christ's supremacy. Christ is superior over the law and more. He is superior and believers are called to submit to him. Christ is sufficient for our salvation. It's through faith in Christ alone that we're saved, and he's also sufficient for our sanctification. That is to say that as we are sanctified, as we are made to look more like him, we come to know him as the true benchmark. He's the standard of holiness and righteous living. Christ models the standard believers are to emulate, and his sufficiency also means that we don't need to add anything to that which he has already accomplished. This is also why any religion that claims something that goes with or in addition to Jesus is missing it. As we read through Paul's letter to the Colossians, I think we'll all be encouraged by Paul's reminder. Jesus is superior and sufficient. He is enough. Hey, familia. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. But did you know Join the Journey isn't just a podcast? It's also a Bible reading plan with daily devos and more. Check it out by visiting jointhejourney.com.